Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. We're here today on Muscle Monday and we're going to throw in a little bit of a twist today because Muscle Monday today, we're not actually doing a muscle, but we're doing something that is directly affecting a big muscle and lots of muscles right around the foot and that's the plantar fascia. I'm sure a lot of you out there have heard of the plantar fascia and everything. But before we get to that, I want to tell you guys a little bit story about this weekend. Um, so this weekend I was out at a course. I was um, working on it. It was actually great going off this plantar fasciata thing. Um, the plantar fascia because I was down at a lower extremity course. It was tons of fun, had a great time and everything. Uh, probably one of the larger courses I've been to. We had about 30, maybe 35-ish people there. Um, one instructor, but there are eight different like lab assistants there. So it's pretty cool having a lot of people are always around for hands-on help and stuff like that. Um, this was course number seven out of seven for me as far as the NIAMT courses go, the North American Institute of Orthopedic Manual Therapy. Um, enjoyed it a lot. It's been a great ride. Um, love having the mentorship there. It was actually kind of funny. One of the residency programs that I'm um, interested in going to, the director of the program, who I knew personally before, was actually there. Um, so a little bit nervous at the same time because, you know, I was, uh, we weren't lab partners, but we did work with each other uh, for a little bit for a few of the labs, doing examination techniques and uh, doing a full exam on each other and everything. So, um, you know, certainly when you know that there is, um, while they might not be technically on the job, they are absolutely um, evaluating you all at the same time. So uh, definitely a great opportunity, but also an opportunity I was a little uh, nervous about kind of taking forward with that in terms of like, okay, here's one more extension of the interview. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get after it. Um, but yeah, great time. A lot of learning from a lot of great people. And because um, the residency director, she had originally just taken one of the level two courses and was going to take it as a standalone course. But then she, she got kind of interested in it more and more. Um, aside from just that standalone course, she thought that certification could be good for herself and they have a five year window that you can do that within. So she's trying to finish up her last couple courses here. So it was pretty cool kind of seeing her perspective with that in the different ways. She's done a ton of different stuff throughout her career, um, kind of bouncing around different ways. but. It's never just bouncing around within physical therapy because she takes all those skills that she has from the different places and is able to adapt really, really well. Um, And that happens to fit her personality and her interests better to keep it fresh up that way. So pretty exciting for sure. But yeah, great weekend. Uh, Then I was driving, so I was down in Pennsylvania and I was driving back up north to Ithaca, New York, get back home. And (laughs) let's just say I was cutting in close on the gas and I done goofed. I cut it too close, definitely cut it too close, and I cut it so close that I ran out of gas, so that's never a good thing at all. Um, So (laughs) I was half a mile away from the gas station when I was trying to coast in, but unfortunately got stopped at a red light, um, and vehicle wouldn't keep going after that. So after about 10 minutes of trying to get stuff going, wouldn't work. Um, I had a couple guys, nice enough, real good Samaritans. They stopped by trying to help out and everything. Um, so, you know, typically, you know, you bring the, the gas to the vehicle. Um, we decided just to throw it right in neutral and 
push the vehicle all the way to the gas station. So crazy nice to those guys. Thankfully, there was um, flat or just a tiny little blip uphill. So it wasn't bad at all. But yeah, real thankful for them. They wouldn't even uh, accept any money or anything. So real good people um, and definitely would have been more of an adventure than it was without their help. So very thankful for them. But let's get back to this Muscle Monday thing. Talking about the plantar fascia. Um, so what is the plantar fascia? And I'm sure you've all heard of like plantar fasciitis, which now the new trend is calling it uh, plantar fasciopathy. Because um, a new term, that like ending itis, I-T-I-S, that is an indicator of inflammation. And there are a lot of medical terms that kind of um, used to be considered an inflammation, but they're actually changing their names now because a lot of these conditions, especially the more chronic type ones, don't actually have a true inflammatory component to them, so they're a bit of a misnomer. Just like how people would say, like, tendonitis, the itis for inflammation. Well, yeah, sure, you can have a tendonitis. You can have um, a very acute situation that does have some kind of swelling, red hotness involved. That's not very common. Um, what's more common is um, tendinosis, and that just, the osis or apathy just means like a pathology. Um, so basically, we went from the language of naming things uh, very specific, but they were, it turned out to be specifically wrong, to now naming them kind of general, like, hey, by the way, here's a fancy Latin word to say that there's something going on with it. We're not saying exactly what, because that might be uh, slightly different for every single person, or it just does not have an infla active inflammatory process involved with it. But just like we talk about the muscles, let's talk about it plantar fascia origin insertion is action kind of what it does is not a contractile tissue but the functional role it plays within the body um, and it while it itself doesn't have a innervation in terms of it's innervated for um, like a motor function it does have its innervation off the plantar nerves medial and lateral for sensation especially that medial plantar nerve so so the plantar fascia where does it start it it's on the bottom of your foot plantar meaning plantar meaning plantar, um, <laughs> the bottom of your foot in that area, and it's often people, if you've ever had this uh, plantar fasciopathy, or formerly called plantar fasciitis, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's a nasty kind of gnarling, sharp pain, um, often worse in the morning with the first few steps, and that's because when people sleep, they often sleep with their foot, kind of with their toes pointed down. Just next time you curl up in bed, just think about it. Just like be aware of your foot position. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying you have to change it. But people who are predisposed to this risk, it, with the toes pointed at night, you develop this like plantar this um, contracture into plantar flexion with the toes pointed down, and that limits the extensibility of the gastrocnemius, those calf muscles and triceps serrati that we've talked about before, and that actually pulls on this plantar fascia. So your plantar fascia attaches to the bottom part, the inferior plantar surface of your calcaneus, and it, specifically more in that medial tuberosity. So your calcaneus is that big heel bone. Medial tuberosity is basically for people who have had plantar fasciitis, the place where you poke and it hurts. Um, so that's definitely a big role in there. Uh, then from there as well, kind of going forward down the foot, it kind of wraps around most of the plantar surface of the foot, um, big, thick layer. Uh, then it attaches, it has fascial interconnections to the metatarsal heads, so those kind of the end of the bones right before your toes there at the bottom, and it wraps, and it 
wraps and it weaves all throughout that area. Um, there's evidence that you can't really stretch the plantar fascia. So, you know, if people have told you to stretch it before, do things like that, what are you really doing? Is it effective? Absolutely, but it's just not doing what we thought it was originally about stretching it. What we're doing is we're stretching the muscles that connect on either side of it. We're stretching the gastroc, those big calf muscles. So we said that the plantar fascia attaches to the calcaneus. Well, your gastroc and your soleus attach to the upper other end of the calcaneus. So as those get really tight, it pulls and it stretches that plantar fascia out a lot. And that's where some issues can develop. Now, in addition to that, we've also got the big toe on the other side. And the big toe, if it can't kind of extend up, if it's tight in that area, the flexor muscle gets really uh, irritated and gets too tight and can pull on that too. So this is great for multiple conditions because, um, you know, not having enough extension, that big toe, if it can't raise up enough, then there could be some issues with um, the way you walk and the way you move and transfer force throughout the way you walk. Um, so again, always, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with anybody out there, but there are these risk factors that we can modify, that we can work on. Um, so it's always worth seeing a PT for if you're having these things to help best manage through physical therapy. Another big risk factor that they found out there is in the balance of dorsiflexion and plantar flexion. We talked about these plantar flexion contractures. Well, what happens is if you have normal dorsiflexion range is anywhere from 15 to 20, just kind of measuring it naturally. And those numbers change a little bit when it's closed chain activity. Um, but anyways, um, those are the numbers for kind of open chain. Make sure that when you're walking, you lift that ankle up so your toes don't scrape against the ground. Well, if you have zero degrees of dorsiflexion or less, the research shows that that puts you at a 23 times increased risk for developing plantar fascia. It's not a guarantee that you will, but again, these are risk factors that are modifiable. So we might as well take action on that and try and get the benefit out of that. And another reason I've kind of started this, um, the talk today, the Muscle Monday talk about the plantar fascia is because it's a huge support. It's a support for the foot. But... We can't, it's not just the plantar fasciopathy that goes on. You know, um, I feel like, you know, I never used to hear about this, that more and more I've been hearing about these ruptures, these tears of the plantar fascia, and it's this thick, tough, tough tissue. But some high-level athletes are certainly involved in tearing this. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, he's a NBA basketball player for the Milwaukee Bucks. And a couple months ago, he tore his plantar fascia, and he's actually still out for the playoffs right now. He's... Um, hopefully coming back soon. And I say hopefully. Um, I'm still a Boston Celtics fan, so, you know, he's a good player. I'm not exactly thrilled to be going up against him, but you never, ever, ever wish an injury on everybody else. You want to beat the other teams when the other teams are absolutely at their best um, and still take the competitive advantages that you can over them. So, yeah, absolutely hope that he returns, that he gets back to playing. And most important, that not just gets back to playing this season, but he's good for the long haul and the long term because that can be kind of a slow recovery. In general, recovery for tissue is slower when that tissue does not have a great oxygenation supply. And the plantar fascia, plantar fascia really doesn't. Oftentimes, it needs a surgical repair due to that. So I hope this helped you guys kind of talk about the plantar fascia, what it is. If you feel those symptoms kind of coming on a little bit, that tenderness at the bottom of the foot, give it some good stretches. Now, again, there are multiple things that can be going on, so it's really important to see a healthcare practitioner about this. Certainly, there are times where 
um, it's misdiagnosed and it's actually a nerve thing going on uh, with that lateral plantar nerve. But that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. All right, everybody, enjoy, get those stretches, keep running, keep moving. Simply, not easy.